Welcome to Faithful Echoes, the sermon podcast from St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. New episodes are available every Monday featuring the Collect of the Day, Scripture readings, and Father Joel Huffstetler's insightful sermon from the previous Sunday. Perfect for catching up on missed sermons or revisiting favorites, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and our website at www.stlukescleveland.org backslash podcast. Subscribe now for spiritual reflections that fit seamlessly into your week. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for, not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whosoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said, the two shall be one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have which you have from God, and that you are not your own. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Whenever I deal with this Gospel passage, I have a very 
warm personal memory. I preached on this passage many years ago now, probably 15 years ago. And we had a young couple then who were part of the initial wave of growth in this parish when, when the numbers really started picking up. Um, this young couple were part of that initial uh, phase of growth. And they told me a couple of days after that service, we have decided to name our son Nathaniel based on your sermon Sunday. And I said, well, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, that's not an assumption that I would make. And they said, we just love the name, and we just loved what we heard about him. And I'm going to look those folks up now that we have all these uh, social media tools. They're good folks, and I miss them, and uh, I'd like to find them. But somewhere in the world, there's a Nathaniel that has a direct connection to St. Luke's Cleveland. We meet Nathaniel in John's Gospel only. The Synoptic Gospels and Acts mention a disciple called Bartholomew, but they don't mention Nathaniel. John mentions Nathaniel, but not Bartholomew. So in all likelihood, it's the same person. I had another, another memory thinking about this uh, gospel lesson in my homily. In my first parish, uh, we were really hungry for new members. It was a very small parish when I went there. And a man filled out a visitor's card one day, and it said, Bill Schaefer, very clearly. But everything else was smudged. Address, phone number, everything else was smudged. So I did everything legal and socially appropriate to try to find this fellow. You know, William Schaefer, Bill Schaefer, etc. A couple weeks, and I had no success. So a couple weeks later, he came to church, and I said, you know, I did try to follow up on your visitor's card but I just couldn't find a Bill Schaefer. He said, oh, my name's Charles. I just go by Bill. Right? So we think probably Nathaniel and Bartholomew are the same person. It's a very important meeting. This is very early in Jesus' ministry. He's found Peter and Andrew at this point, James and John. Then Jesus calls Philip. And Philip reaches out to his friend, Nathaniel. In a comment on this passage, Callie Hammond writes, John highlights this meeting, placing it just after the prologue to his gospel. And here's my main point. It is an emblematic encounter, pointing beyond itself. I just want us to think about that for a moment. Philip's been called by Jesus. Then Philip reaches out to Nathaniel. And what happened after that? Nathaniel started reaching out. And then that person started reaching out. And 2,000 years later, here we are in Cleveland, Tennessee, of all places, because of something directly connected to a lake in Galilee. So that's Callie Hammond's point. This meeting is emblematic it points beyond itself. This is how the gospel spreads. One person sharing good news with another. None of us are perfect. And Nathaniel was no more perfect than any of us are. He may have been kidding, 
But he may have been serious when he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was just an agrarian village. If Jesus didn't grow up there, history would pay it no attention 2,000 years later. It was of no significance socioeconomically, politically. It was a village. So Nathaniel may be serious here. From Nazareth? Why should I pay attention to someone from Nazareth? Maybe Jerusalem. Maybe Bethlehem, where the Messiah is supposed to come from. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? We're all subject to prejudice. I am. I suspect you are. Sometimes our prejudice is relatively benign. High school rivalries, that kind of thing. But then it can seep deeper, can't it? And we can have all these preconceived ideas about people we've never met. We can assume things that may or may not be true. It's true we never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's absolutely true. What's equally true is sometimes our first impressions are wrong. We have a wonderful little moment in this seemingly simple gospel passage. Nathaniel's first impression of Jesus is negative. We're not talking about just anybody here. Of Jesus, Nathaniel's stereotype is negative. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And so Philip doesn't beat him up about it, doesn't take him to task on social media. Philip just simply says, come and see. Before you write him off, come and see. And of course the rest is history. Jesus demonstrates his divine wisdom. And Nathaniel's first impression is completely transformed, isn't it? From, can anything good come out of Nazareth? To, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Again, Callie Hammond says about this part of the Gospel lesson, Nathaniel does not let his preconceptions about people who come from Nazareth get in the way of seeing for himself and making up his own mind. It's just a great practical example for us to be reminded of. Of Jesus himself, Nathaniel had a negative stereotype. First impression. But in getting to know Jesus, his heart was completely Transformed. There is no substitute for personal encounter when we're sizing up someone. It's not a person's outward appearance that matters ultimately. It's the content of their character. So I close with this. I asked uh, for Christmas a couple of very modest things. Debbie and I are very blessed. 
I did ask for a new collection of sermons by Eugene Peterson. Now, that's not high on everybody's Christmas list, I realize. A collection of sermons. But it's a good time for me to get a collection of sermons by Eugene Peterson, someone I greatly admire. A lot of Peterson sermons have not yet been published, and so I did put on my Christmas list a book of sermons by Eugene Peterson. And in a sermon for Epiphany, Eugene Peterson says this, None of us is yet whole in Christ. All of us are in the process of becoming. We are not finished products. And then he concludes, Christ has pruning and shaping to do in us. So I close with this. We are to be evangelists. We are to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And our words, yes. Sometimes that's inviting someone to church, perhaps. Certainly in our actions, we're to proclaim the good news. But as we do so, it's important for all of us, including myself, to remember, we do all of that not as finished products, but as fellow pilgrims. All of us are still on the journey to know more deeply the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.